0: Say glory be to Jesus. God the catch you. <laughs> Your voice are dull. We thank God today because the church has given us opportunity again to appreciate the gift of Jesus. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The person of Christ. To unravel the person of Christ is such a huge, you know. Uh, that as you keep discovering Christ, the more you see things that, that be the minds, that be the imagination. Our lives as Christians every day is to keep discovering more dimensions of the person of Christ and to what degree we have been implicated by that gift. That's the beauty of the Christian life. You see, when the Bible says, my people will perish for lack of knowledge, you don't know the gift God has given to them. They don't know the gift God has given to them. And it's only in eternity it would really dawn on us to see the wealth, the treasures, the blessings, the graces, the goodness God has shown us by giving us his son. That gift is a product of the love of the father. God so loved the world. He gave something. He gave us a person. And that personality is a person that the church is celebrating the kind of heart he has. You know, many Christians don't know the heart of Jesus. They don't know what, what, what and what he likes. What does he want? They don't even care about what is he thinking about them. They don't care about that. You see, their the, the, the Christian life is all about when go to church, do church activities and go. They don't sit down in prayer and to ask, Lord, what do you want? What is going on in your mind? What are your desires? What are your plans? How can I be part of you? How can I be part of what you are doing? Where can I contribute my quota? You see. But today's speech unrivals to us the kind of heart that Jesus has. He's a heart that loves sinners so much that he will go seeking for them. He will go searching for them. And when he finds them, he doesn't leave them. He makes sure he conquers them with love to win them over again to the kingdom of life. That's the kind of heart we're talking about here. That's the kind of heart we're talking about here. He said, I didn't come for the righteous. I came for sinners. And we saw different occasions in scriptures where sinners were presented to him almost at the point of death, and Jesus will intervene. Why did he go to the cross? It is because he wants to give sinners life. Look at the second reading of today. Look at what he says. You know, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. He says, while we were yet helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, not for the godly. So the ungodly has huge hope. They have huge hope. You say, why we hardly die for a righteous man, which we know that is true, though perhaps for a good man, While we dare even to die. But God showed us his love for us. In that while we were yet sinners. Not repented. While we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He didn't wait for your decision. He didn't wait for you to make the choice. He died to set you free. He died to rescue you. He died to give your life. And your soul. Some sense of divinity. Christ died for us. Since therefore we are now justified by his blood, he says, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we see sinners we are reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. So Jesus has a great passion to seek the ungodly. You see, all these people we see as bad people, people who who we see as devilish people, do you know but his interest is in them more than you who have repented. Are you aware of that? And that's why a few days ago he told us, "Do not judge, do not condemn." In your prayers, how much you intercede for such people? Do you see that even as a project you have as a Christian, the heart of Jesus, the heart of mercy, is the heart of love that seeks sinners. Look at how it was captured in the, in the first reading. He said, Thus says, The Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep. He didn't say they will send some people to go and search. He said, I myself will search for my sheep. And I will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out when some of his sheep are scattered abroad. So I will seek out my sheep. Wow. What a drive that is burning in his heart. Some are asking, what's the will of God? What's the will of God? The will of God in their lives is always towards their appetite. When they're asking God, what is the way of my life? Do you want me to have this job or to have this job? Do you want me to do this or to do that? Things have to do with their personal satisfaction. Nobody asks. Very few ask, God, what agenda do you have? Now today, as we celebrate this feast, this solemnity. God is opening our hearts and our minds to see the drives and the desire of Jesus. I want to see sinners saved. I want to see people who don't know me to know me. I have love for them. They have been blinded from seeing my love. Who will partner with me to bring my love to them? Who will tell them that despite their sinners that <coughs> their case is not the hopeless case? That even while they were sinners, I died for them. I paid a price for their freedom. They don't need to go to hell any longer. They can make a new choice and allow things to, and allow the fresh air of God to flow into their hearts. Oh, as I was reflecting on this, I started weeping. I felt so bad. Because we have not done much. We have not done much. He's looking for those who have been rescued to go and tell others. Ah, I'm have been I'm implicated by this love, and I want to show you that there's a love that, that God has for you. That's why if you understand this, the sacred heart of Jesus, is the Lord's love in His heart he is the bedrock of Christian evangelism. The sacred heart is not for us to have an altar and sit down there and be just asking Him for mercy all the time, mercy all the time. No. If you say you are a partner of the secret Heart, then it means you are a soul winner too. You must seek for sinners. If you don't go out there, then you must raise an altar of intercession. You come to a point where only you pray about your things 10%. The remaining 90% is praying for sinners. Pray for ungodly. Pray for those who are agents of Satan. Pray for those who are lost. Pray for those who don't have the life of Christ in them. Pray for those who have not even heard the gospel. You will do that every day. Every day, every day. We are celebrating this feast also to remind us that He said there is greater rejoicing in, in heaven when one repentance in a cause back to God. The question now is as you are seated now, seated in the chapel here, have you been rescued? Are you among the 99 sheep? Who don't give him headache again? Because from the scenario i just gathered here, you will see that he will leave the 99 seeking what the one that was strayed. He will leave him in the, in, the, in the wilderness, that's in the desert. Now he is seeking for the one that have lost, the one that have made a wrong choice, the one that has not expressed his love. How many times are we giving him headache when we leave the path of the 99? He wants to gather us unto himself, to feed us. The Lord is my shepherd. Eh? I shall not want fresh and what green are the pastures where he gives us what? Repose near restful waters. He says, come and I will give you rest. There is a restful water God gives to his own people to settle their appetite. So that your craving will not be for these crazy things of life. But what? For God and you are aware that that's your strong desire to be rich, that your strong desire to make it in this life, to have things, plenty of things, strong desire to, to be known among human beings, that desire is a truncated desire. That desire was supposed to be seeking for God and not material things. How much headache are we giving him? He will tell you, come, let me, let me help you. Let me remold you. You say, no. How many times He wants us to listen to Him like Mary, but we want to be like Martha, jumping from pillar to post, seeking and looking for what we think we can use in pleasing Him. When He said, "Come and listen," He said, "Mary has chosen what the better part." Sometimes I sit down and say, "Lord, I hope I'm not giving headache. I hope You are not preparing to come looking for me now. I hope I'm not lost. I hope I'm within 99." Who doesn't need attention any longer? Who can even withstand the wild beast in the wilderness? And he you know, doesn't need their help any longer? They can handle it. One of the ways you can make Christ happy is not to put yourself in a situation where he'll be seeking for you again. Because he can't let you go. He doesn't want you to be destroyed. Unfortunately, we don't know what is happening sometime to us. Because the Bible says, even though our body is dead because of sin, but our spirit is alive because of righteousness. Do you know what it means? What it means is that you lack the sensitivity of knowing the implications of the things that happen around us. What we think we know is too small. We lack that intelligence. But on the day of transition... That they are going to traverse from one this side to that side, your whole senses will come alive. It will not dawn on you that you made so much mistakes. You made so much wrong choices. You have trained the path that were never good to you, and then it's late then. Our body lacks the, the, the ability to decode the true colour of things. What we think we know now is the only superficial. So on this day that we are celebrating that heart of love, that heart of mercy that is ever looking for us, we must vow in our heart again. We must consecrate ourselves again to him and say, Lord, I will never give you headache. I will not make you search for me. Whenever you seek for me, you will find me in the right place. You will find me in the right place. What did David say at the last part of that psalm? What did he say? And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I what? And I shall dwell where? Household. Can you imagine? That is where God should find you. That's where God should find you anytime. In the house of the Lord. One man said, if you don't want to come now, don't worry. When you die, we will drag you here. Your last place before the you is where? It's church now. They will drag you and sprinkle holy water on you. <laughs> As if you want to come for your life, you will come in your cups. The devil will do everything to kill your heart of love towards Jesus. A few days ago, when we were having a Zoom class where, you know, we were sharing uh, on the topic, what how to handle the perilous times. Why are we why are we having the perilous times? in the last days. Like what is happening in the country now is part of what is happening in the perilous times. How can we handle it? Because the devil is attacking few things in our lives. And one of the things we mention is that you attack this love of God that we put into our hearts. So that you can stray and give Jesus headache. Every time he says, look at this one. I have blessed this one. I have rescued this one. Now again, he has veered off again. Where has he gone to? The same voice that spoke in the garden. Adam, where are you? You see, asking that same question to, to know today. Mercy, where are you? Vincent, where are you? Angelina, where are you? Vicky, where are you? You see, asking that question today. And then, you can imagine the answer now, like Adam too. As I heard your voice, I was afraid. And I went to kill myself. Where? Among leaves. Among fruits. And so, as we are appreciating God for the gift of Jesus, we want to tell Jesus that we love him, despite all odds. We want to tell him, Lord, that many times we have given you a headache, many times we have done things that really hurt you, after so much love, after so much sacrifice, after so much you have given to us, even you have assured us that you will be with us at the end of time, still, from time to time, we veer off. And he will not let you go, he will chase you. And we ask him, Lord, forgive us. And today again, may we reconsecrate ourselves to that sacred heart. May we yield ourselves to him. We know ourselves. We know the areas we are always there in we are not from. Is there a lack of commitment to the things of God? Is there sometimes an act of hypocrisy? Is there many times we, we don't take him serious in his words? Is there many times that we have no concern about what bothers him? We're only thinking about what bothers us. But we don't ask ourselves, what, Christ, what bothers you, I want to be part of what bothers you, so I can help in my own way. We always ask him, Lord, look at my issues, look at my issues, look at my issues. But what of his own issues? He said, I brought a fire on earth, and I wish it's already burning. How are you pushing that fire to spread out in the heart of men? We ask the intercession of our mother Mary, who truly knows the heart of Jesus, and who is every time, you know, uh, consoling that heart, that through her intercession, we too, as his children, we gain insight into the spirit and play a part every day. And so as we come through the mass, dear child of God, go to yourself, search yourself, and make some resolutions. Make some resolutions. Don't depart from this chapter today without telling the heart of Jesus, he won't search for me again. He will always find me. No more rebellion. No more matter system. I'm going to be like Mary. I will be there for you. To listen to you. Whatever you want to do with me, please, I'm available. May God bless his once in our house. Christ our Lord.